Open your Bibles again to the book of Job in chapter 1, and our attention is going to begin in verse number 5, and I'm going to preach a very simple sermon, a shepherd to sheep, and I want to ask every child and every teenager, certainly every person, but every child and every teenager, uh, to pay close attention tonight. Tonight's message will be uh, very simple, but very important. I want to preach tonight on the subject, walking with God every day, walking with God every day. I'm going to give you four different words uh, that will outline the typical uh, various groups of people in their walk with God. I'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, But verse number five is our text verse. If you'll look at that again, please. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them. Uh, That means he prayed for each one of them. He set them apart uh, in God's service. He knew that they belonged to God. The Bible says, and rose up uh, early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And then I have this line, under, uh, this, uh, line this phrase underlined. And uh, it says, Thus did Job continually. Thus did Job continually walking with God every day. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word. I believe it is so very important, Lord, as we come to uh, the end of a school year with just a few weeks to go, and we're thinking about, we're talking about, we're planning and organizing the summer. I pray, Lord, that uh, the message tonight would help us to lay the foundation for our summer plans, and that would be, uh, first of all, I'm going to walk with God, and everything else I do, I'm going to do in addition to my walk with God every day. And I pray that tonight there would be some Christians who do not have a daily walk with you, that tonight they would make that decision. I'm going to begin today walking with God every day. There may be those here that have failed in their walk with you, and tonight that there would be a recommitment of their lives in a daily walk with you. Help me, Lord, to be able to preach in a way to convince us of the importance of our walk with you. I pray that you'd bless in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As I think of Bible characters, I think of them in their walk with God. I think of them in their relationship with God. As I think of the different Bible characters beginning in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve and their children and right on through the Bible. And I think of the Bible in books and then I think of the character that is in that book. Uh, For example, when you come uh, to the book of Exodus, Moses is the leader, and then you have Moses, then you have Joshua, and then you have other leaders, of course, that help them uh, in their work. But I think of the Bible in Bible characters as I go through the book. Uh, The book of Esther, I think of the the person of Job in the book of Job and Matthew, and I think of their walk with God, how they had fellowship with God, and what God said about them, and what God said to them, their relationship with God. I wonder if you and I were written in the Bible, what would be said about our walk with God? What the the Bible says about Job is that he did this continually, every day. It wasn't just occasionally. It wasn't a a, uh, holiday event. It wasn't an occasional event, but every day he walked with God. 
And in his walk with God, we learn of his relationship with God. And then we also learn of his love for his family. So his family was important in his walk with God. Uh, There are four different types of walk with God. I want to give you four words. You may want to write them down. I'll repeat them through the message tonight. Uh, There is a daily walk. Those that have a daily walk like we see in the life of Job. Uh, Second of all, there is a duty walk. D-U-T-Y, a duty. I do it out of responsibility. And may I say, a duty walk is better than uh, uh, the fourth one that I'll give you in just a moment. Uh, Sometimes you have to understand, while I may have not uh, received something in my walk with God that I want to put on a marquee, it's still important that you walk with God every day. It is. It is important. And I think sometimes we think if we go uh, three days or five days or we go a week and uh, we don't have a marquee sign or we can't make a meme out of our walk with God, we think we've failed. You haven't failed when you show up and you meet with God. I'm getting ahead, but I'm preaching this what I'm preaching tonight. And I want us to have a walk with God because if we don't have a walk with God, we're surely going to fail. A third of all, number one, there's a daily walk. Number two, there's a duty walk. Number three, there is a dependent walk. There is a dependent walk. Some of you have no choice. Uh, you're going to listen to the Bible because your mom or dad's going to read it to you tomorrow. Uh, you're going to listen to the Bible because your school teacher is going to read it to you tomorrow. You're going to read it because a, a college professor is going to teach something from the Bible. That's a dependent walk with God. It's okay as long as they're there, but when that person you're dependent on is gone, you're in trouble. Uh, just like Lot was in trouble when he wasn't with Abraham, a dependent walk. And then number four, there's a desperation walk. Uh, That's those that are away from God and now they're in trouble and they say, Lord, uh, will you please help me? Will you take me back? Will you pick me up? Will you put the pieces uh, back together? Again, this week, as I do most every week, I hear from folks, I visit folks, I talk to people whose lives are wrecked, whose lives are hurting, whose lives are bruised and even broken because they got away uh, from their walk with God. And they think going to church is not important. They think they've done God a favor if they go to church. They think they've done something special and outstanding if they read their Bible. And their life gets messed up, it gets a wreck, and then they come running back to God in desperation. I don't want to have a desperation walk with God. I don't want to have a dependent walk with God. I want to have a daily walk with God. And even when that daily walk is a duty walk, I want to walk with Him. So four words, a daily duty, dependent, desperation. What kind of walk do you have with God tonight? I want my walk to be consistent. I do not want to let God down. I don't want to fail myself. I don't don't want the hurt of getting out of the will of God. I don't want that. I do not want to miss God blessing my life or blessing my family, blessing my marriage. I don't want God to not bless our church because I miss my walk with Him. I don't want to be the kind of Christian that walks with Him in times of trouble. I don't want to be that kind of Christian. I want to be a Christian that walks with God, a daily walk with Him. Let me give you several verses about walking with God. First of all, the Bible says in Genesis 5.22, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Uh, The thing that I get in that verse is that Enoch not only had a walk with God, but when his child was born, when Methuselah was born, 
he realized, hey, I better walk with God because I have someone following me. I'm teaching someone. I'm an example to someone. And the Bible says of Enoch after Methuselah was born that he had a walk with God. I want you to understand tonight there are folks that are watching you. You may not know who they are. There are folks that are following you. Uh, you may be in the ninth grade and think, well, nobody follows me. Oh, but yes, those fifth grade and fourth grade and third grade students are looking up to you and they're going to talk like you talk. They're going to behave like you behave and they're going to have a walk with God. If you have a walk with God, everybody is important in their walk with God. Enoch had a walk with God when Methuselah was born. I think of Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. If my name was in the Bible, more than anything of, of all the things that are said in the Bible, I would want it to be said of me, and he walked with God. Noah walked with God. That means God met with Noah. Noah met with God every day. Think about it as God looked down over the world and it grieved the Lord that he'd even made man. And as he looked at the whole world, the Bible says of Noah, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah was saved from destruction. Why? Noah walked with God. I'm preaching tonight, you ought to have a walk with God. That means in the morning, sometime tomorrow, you ought to read the Word of God. Whether you read a whole book, a half a Bible, or two chapters, you ought to get something out of the Bible in the morning. You ought to recognize that there's a God in heaven that's worthy of my praise. Were it not for God, I wouldn't have life. And were it not for Him, I certainly would not have eternal life. And were it not for Him, I would not enjoy the blessings of the day. He's worthy of my praise. I want to praise Him tomorrow. My day tomorrow is a failure if I don't praise the one that made me and the one that saved me and gave me eternal life. The Bible says of Noah that he walked with God. I come to the book of Deuteronomy and I'm just, just giving you a few verses and a sampling of what the Bible says. But he says in Deuteronomy 5.33, Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you that ye may live. It's not an option. It's not something that's a convenience. He said, if you'll walk with me in my ways, you live. You get to live. I'll bless you. You'll not only be alive, you will enjoy life if you walk with me. And then he went on to say, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. Take your Bibles and go to that a passage of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 3. I want you to look at it. Proverbs chapter 3. Young people, do you have a walk with God? Do, do, you, do you have a desire to read the Bible? You say, preacher, how do you get a desire to read the Bible? You start reading it. And you read it again, and you read it again, you read it again, and all of a sudden you realize, boy, the Bible is helping me. It's giving me the wisdom that I need. It's giving me the confidence in life uh, that I need to serve Him and do His will. Uh, you, 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 and and, and we, we look at things today as how they entertain us. God doesn't exist to entertain us. He exists to give us instruction for life. And as we serve Him and as we obey Him, He blesses our life. Proverbs 3, verse number 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Walk with God. College student, walk with God. 
Walk with God. I mean spend time with God. Tell God what's in your heart and what's in your mind and yield your mind and yield your life to God. Micah chapter 6, verse number 8. This is a well-known verse and it should be. He hath showed me, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Walk with God. Walk with God. Walk with God. Are you with me tonight? Walk with God. Zechariah chapter 3 verse number 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible is a reminder every day that I walk by faith in His principles, not by sight, not by what seems right, not by the soul, but by the Spirit, not according to the opinion of the ten spies, but according to the, uh, to the faith of the two spies in the promises of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, listen to me tonight. Some need to make a decision to turn the television off in the morning and walk with God. Uh, it's all right to watch the news. It's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with wa- watching the news. That, but there is something wrong with, walk, uh, with wanting to know what's going on in the world and having no desire no, going what's going on in heaven. Oh, how I need to have a walk with God. Some need to make a decision. I'm not going to turn my cell phone on until I walk with God. I want to walk God first, and maybe that will help you in, in, in protecting you and guiding you and directing you. Oh, how we need to learn to have a walk with God. I, I want to talk about just a few of the men in the Bible and how the, their walk with God sustained them. The life of Job and his walk with God is a high standard. It's probably one of the highest standards in all the Bible, Job's walk with God. But it's a good thing that Job walked with God in the times of prosperity. Now, he would have been the John D. Rockefeller of his day. He was the greatest of all men. He's not a man of poverty. He's not a man that doesn't have a choice. He doesn't look at life and say, am I going to trust God today or trust what I have? Am I going to trust in Him or look at all that I've accomplished? Job had everything. Heaven and earth, he had it all. He had cattle, he had sheep, he had oxen, he had servants, he had family. He had everything, but he still walked with God. And it's a good thing because, because, because he lost everything he had. But he kept his walk with God. And his life is summarized. But the last verse, I believe it's in that first chapter. Job said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If we have a desperation walk only, we're not going to have a walk that's going to sustain us through the trials of life. If we have a walk that's a dependent walk only, we're not going to have a walk that will sustain us us through the trials of life. And my friend, the trials of life are going to come to every person, no matter who you are. We're going to face difficulty. Job had a walk with God before the trials came. 
The best time to start your walk with God is when everything is good. When you're young and you have all of your mind and all of your heart to give Him, learn to walk with God. Young people, listen, learn to walk with God. I don't care who you are, I don't care where you go to school, I don't care where you live, you need that Bible and God needs you and you need Him to walk with Him each day. I think of Joseph and what an amazing walk that Joseph had with the Lord. Joseph's life began with a great promise. He had a dream that, uh, that he would be a great leader, not just in a little group, but in the world. He would be a great leader. He probably should not have said anything to his brothers, but he told his brothers his dream, and one day they would bow down to him. And, of course, that created jealousy. And I want you to think about this because many of you face what Joseph faced in his life. He faced a family that was jealous of him. He faced a family that did not like him. He faced a family and a family that, that they thought, Joseph thought he was better than they were. That's not what Joseph thought. Joseph didn't think that. And Joseph didn't behave that way, but that's the family that, jo, uh, that Joseph lived in. Some brothers talked of killing him and others agreed. And while some said, let, let, let's not kill him, let, let's get rid of him, let's put him out of our life. And even after he got through all of that, and he was sold as a slave and he ended up in Potiphar's home, what a blessing. I mean, if you're going to be a slave, boy, to be a slave in Potiphar's home would have been the best place to be a slave. And so he became a great servant. And the Bible said God blessed all of Potiphar's house because of Joseph. And then Joseph gets a false accusation against him by Potiphar's wife. He ends up in jail. What sustained Joseph? What kept Joseph going? His walk with God. His walk with God. Young men that are, that are single and, and young ladies that are single and you're preparing for marriage, learn to walk with God. Young couples that have just gotten married or preparing for marriage, learn to walk with God. Oh, listen to me. The thing that will sustain you is the strength that you get from God every day. Joseph ended up, of course, out of prison, and God blessed him, and God used him, and what an amazing testimony that he had. And the only way he could have this attitude is his walk with God. Here's what he said, Genesis 50, verse number 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. How did he know that? He walked with God every day. That sweet presence of the Holy Spirit and God working in his life to let him know that I'm, I'm working this for good in your life. And Paul wrote to the Christians that were at Rome. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love him and to those who are the called according to his purpose. The life of Abraham was a life of faith. My, what a testimony Abraham had with God. There are some people in the Bible that God himself spoke about them. Jesus spoke about John the Baptist in a time when John was discouraged. And Jesus said there hadn't been a greater preacher than John the Baptist. Even though when I look at Abraham and I see times of failure in Abraham's life, God gave to him an amazing testimony. I believe that was a result of his everyday walk with God and his faith in God 
The Bible says this, Romans 4.20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Abraham had a walk with God. The life of Lot was a dependent walk. The life of Lot was dependent on Abraham. Many wonderful things could be said of Lot in his walk with God. However, he, like Reuben, was unstable and very dependent on others. I want you to take your Bibles and see this verse with me tonight. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 8. I want you to see this. We're talking about Lot's walk was a dependent walk. Now, young people, you ought to be able to depend on your mom and dad to help you with your walk with God. But I want to tell you tonight, there's a day coming. You will not have your dad. You will not have your mom to remind you. And so get into the habit, develop the character of having a daily walk with God. I'm preaching to you young people to have a daily walk with God that is not dependent on your parents. You need to depend on them less and less about everything in life and certainly about this walk with God. Second Peter, the Bible says in chapter 2, look at verse number 7, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the fil- filthy conversation of the wicked, For that righteous man, here's a good man, he's a righteous man, so he's a saved man. That righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing, in seeing and hearing, in seeing and hearing, vexed. That means calloused, it means weakened. Vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. There are young people that sit in every service and they laugh and they talk while I preach. They have tonight. And it's just not important to you. You don't behave this way when you go to a ball game. When you go to the ball game, you watch the game. But you do that because you're vexing your soul in seeing and hearing in the world every week. And you look at me as if, will you shut up? I'm not interested. In fact, You disturb folks around you, and if I didn't work hard, you would disturb me because you laugh and you're disrespectful while I preach. You say, preacher, why don't don't you get mad and run them off? Because I don't want to run you off. I want you to get right with God. I love you. Your parents love you. Your friends love you. But you, like Lot, have a dependent. You're only here because your parents... Now listen to me, some of you young people are here only because your parents, if you have the choice tonight, you'd stay home. Now you may think getting what you want's a good thing, but ask Lot if it was good to do what he wanted to do. It isn't. I'm pleading with you tonight, have a walk with God that's not dependent on others, and then Lot got to the place that he vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I think of Joab. Joab had a desperate walk with God. Joab knew God. Joab didn't just know God. He knew what the altar was. He knew what the altar was for. He knew the altar was getting right with God. He knew that the altar was a place where you came and you confessed your sin. You made a sacrifice. In those days, you made a physical animal sacrifice. And and we don't do that today. Why? Because Christ is our sacrifice. 
And, 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 but we still come to the altar, he being our sacrifice, and we still, and we make altars where we are at home and in our, in, our, in our lives, wherever our places of altars and sacrifice and surrender of our life. But Joab, he knew where the altar was, but Joab never used the altar except when he got in trouble. I'll tell you a little bit about Joab's life. Joab was David's nephew. Joab was his sister's son. Joab's two brothers were two of David's brave warriors. Joab was the commander of David's armies because of his victory over the Jebusites. Listen to this statement. His victory over the Jebusites resulted in the possession of the city of Jerusalem And it was through Joab's victory that Jerusalem became the city of David. Quote, the city of David because of Joab and his victory. Joab fought and won many battles for the king, but he had an inconsistent walk with God that was displayed by his inconsistent loyalty to King David. He was up and down. He was back and forth. Sometimes he was loyal to David. And when he was loyal to God, he was loyal to David. And when his walk with God wasn't what it was supposed to be, he was critical of the man that he loved the month before. Are you listening to me tonight? That's the same way it works today. When the devil pulls us away from God, he pulls us away from the people that love us the most. He pulls us away from the people that desire to help us the most. Joab was a capable man of war and valiant on the, battle, on the battlefield. And Joab should be given credit for his loyalty and for the work that he had. But in a foolish act resulting from an inconsistent walk with God, Joab made a terrible mistake and he killed Two good men, not because David told him to, not because the king said to. He did because of his inconsistent walk with God. And I'll not take the time to go to the scripture, but if you looked at 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 28 through 32, Joab knew he was in trouble. So you know what he did when he got in trouble? You know what he did when he got in trouble? Are you listening? You know what he did when he got in trouble? He ran to the altar. But this time it was too late. When David found out what he had done, he ordered the execution of Joab. And they said, where is he? And when they sought for Joab, word came back, Joab's at the altar. You know where Joab died? At the altar. Executed at the altar. He should have been at the altar a month before. He wouldn't have made the mistake that he did. But his walk with God was not a daily walk. It was not a duty walk. It was not a dependent walk. It was a desperation walk. And he only came to God in times of desperation. I plead with you tonight, don't wait until life hurts. Don't wait until sin has bitten you. Don't wait until the shame and agony of sin. Oh, dear friend, I beg you tonight, have a daily walk with God. Have a Beautiful walk with God. If all is well tonight, make sure of all things that you do tomorrow, build your life on your walk with God. There are three keys. There are three things I remind myself of every day. 
we did a short study of Kings the last few weeks in our Sunday school class. This week, the last two weeks, has been on the home. This morning, a tremendous lesson of the importance of prayer in the home. We did a study on the kings, and it got my attention once again that so many kings were successful in life 20, 25, 30, 35 years, and then they got filled with pride. And they messed up everything they had accomplished. I don't know about you, but that bothers me. I want to finish well. As the psalmist said in our psalm this morning in Psalm 71, I don't want to just run well. I want to finish well. I want to, I want to go all the way to the end. I watched a video of Dr. Lee Robertson today. I'm sorry, not today, this week. And Dr. Robertson finished well. I want to finish well. There are three things that I remind myself of all the time. First of all, think right. Control your mind. You know where discouragement comes from? From losing control of your thinking. If you think about the fact that you're saved and you're a blessed child of God, if you think about that long enough, you cannot contain the revival that you'll experience in your soul when you begin to count your blessings and the goodness of God, where life could have taken you, where you could have been. But thank God tonight you're in church. You're in the will of God. You're doing what's right. Why? Because of God's work in your life. We ought to think right. All failure begins in the mind. There's so many times in life that we need God and we go to God and God answers our prayer and then somehow when the needs are gone and the burdens are gone and the desires of God and we behave as though we don't need God. Oh, but if I think in my mind, I realize if I control my thinking, if I control my thinking, if I control what I think about, I realize I need God. I must meet with Him in the morning. Second of all, I must stay away from influences that take me away from God. The mind is affected by fellowship, whether it's good or bad. You see, faith comes by hearing. Whatever we hear, whether it's good, whether it's bad, we believe what we hear. And if we hear it again and again and again, Hitler, Hitler convinced an entire nation of people that his lies were true because he repeated them over and over and over. And he taught them to children. We have folks today, we have grown adults that actually believe a boy can become a girl, a girl can become a boy, uh, you can be a cat, dog, whatever. We have grown people actually that are convinced of that. You know why faith comes by hearing? They keep hearing it over and over and over. So this week I must guard myself from fellowship that would take me away from faith in this book. I will tell you, I don't understand everything in the Bible. But I believe it because God said it. I can't explain everything in the Bible. But I believe it because God said it. Now you let the world ex try to explain what they believe. They can't explain what they believe either. I have decided I must stay away from influences that take me away from God. Number three, I must stay in His will. I must stay in His will. I must walk in His way. I have to constantly remind myself, what's God's will for your life? What's God's will for your life? You know, there are things that attract us. 
hobbies attract us, new things. And sometimes uh, the devil, he doesn't use sinful things to attract you. You're not going to drive down the road tonight and see a, 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 a liquor store sign and, and uh, you, you, you've been saved a long time. You, you're not going to be bothered by that. So what the devil does, he'll give you something that's even good and right that will pull you away from the will of God. I must constantly remind myself, what's God's will for my life? What is God's will? I have to stay close to my purpose. What kind of walk with God do you have? Do you have a daily walk, a duty walk, a dependent walk, or a desperate walk? I don't want to live life having a desperate walk and die at the altar like Joab. I want to finish well. Let's walk with God this week. Stand with me if you will.